Welcome to the Cap City Offers podcast. This is episode 58. You've got Chris and Brian. Uh, today we're going to talk about securing your stuff uh, while also keeping it accessible so you can use it when the need arises. Absolutely. Um, guys, th- this is um, something that's come up a number of times in the store and conversations with customers. Um, but the what kind of brought this to a focal point uh, was a, a recent comment by... Um, our, our chief of police for Columbus uh, here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, Chief Quinlan, recently was on the news talking about a multiple shooting. Um, you know, of course, we got to save the children and all that stuff. And, and you know, the, the reality check is um, in a lot of these cases, the, the, the so-called youth violence um, is gangbangers. Um, a 16, 17, 18-year-old child um, who grew up in an environment where violence was an everyday thing um, is is at a different place in the world than the rest of us are when being exposed to violence and things of that nature. And when said child chooses to pick up a firearm um, and and do violence upon other people, they they've really stepped out of that child category um, into either monster or animal or something along those lines. Um, after this shooting, um, Chief Quinlan admonished gun owners, placed some of the blame on gun owners here in Central Ohio, in my opinion, um, for that shooting because of the amount of firearms that are stolen um, and then subsequently used in crimes. I don't know if we mentioned this or not, guys, but stealing property from another person is actually a crime in and of itself. Um, you know, so said dirtbag steals a gun and then uses it against somebody else. Um, that, that doesn't make the person the gun was stolen from the bad guy as well. Uh, I realized that in, you know, central Ohio's political climate uh, with our current leadership, you know, from the mayor on down, um, that, you know, we, we want to try and make, paint that the picture. But the picture is not the legal gun owner who has property stolen. Um, they're, they're, they're not the bad guy. Um, the person who stole the property is actually the bad guy. Uh, now, having said that, I will concur with the chief. Um, that as a responsible firearms owner, you should lock your stuff up. You shouldn't leave your gun unsecured in a vehicle. Um, you shouldn't leave your gun unsecured in your home um, if it's you know if it's inappropriate to do so. Uh, if you have irresponsible friends um, who might end up in possession of your weapon, then you need to secure your weapon. If you have children who are improperly trained, um, you know, and shouldn't have access to a weapon or at such an age that that's inappropriate, then you should secure your weapons. So we're going to talk about some of these things, but I I. I'd, I'd like to just kind of throw a, I don't know, I'm really frustrated with the idea that that somehow it's law-abiding gun owners' fault um, that bad guys steal guns and then use them in crimes. When, when where I think, the, you know, maybe we need to look at the culture of the folks involved in that behavior and, and possibly Central Ohio, the county's catch-and-release prosecutorial system. Uh, you know, we have friends close to our business that are that, that no longer work for uh, Franklin County in the prosecutor's office because they just simply couldn't take the catch and release mentality, um, you know, where we put bad guys in jail. Oh, I don't know, for a few hours and then let them go. Um, you know, when you talk to your local officers and they're frustrated because they arrest an individual um, who has weapons under disability, is in possession of a firearm and in possession of enough weight of narcotics that the, that the specification is actually possession with intent to distribute. Um, and they see that person three days later and that person bonded out for 85 flipping dollars and that person laughs at them. Uh, when your court system won't put bad guys in jail and keep them there, um, you know, that's, that's kind of jacked up too. So 
you know, so if the Chiefs going to throw some shade our way, I'm going to, you know, maybe I'm going to I'm going to throw the correction out there for him uh, with all due respect to his position in the office. Um, so, yeah. So let's let's talk about securing your guns and, and let's let's work on that. And I'll I'll get over being my frustration maybe at some point. How about that? Cool. Yeah. All right. So um, let's start from the top down. Uh, central storage within your domicile, um, a safe. Guys, if you have more than a few guns, um, they take up space. You probably have other items that you want to secure. Um, you know, maybe that's a living will. Uh, maybe it's a power of attorney. Maybe it's a. Uh, it, maybe it's gold, silver. Maybe it's other things you own that are valuable. Title um, documents. Yeah, uh, title documents, birth certificates. Good lord, don't lose your birth certificate nowadays. Um, a passport. If you have a passport, it should probably be locked up in a safe. Um, you know, all those different things. And, and buying a safe, you know, our advice, always buy a bigger safe than you actually need. Um, here we sit in a 1,500 square foot retail establishment that does not sell safes except for one abortive attempt. Thanks, Andy. Um, so if we're looking at safes, um, we're going to actually send you to the competition. They probably don't view us as their competition. They probably view us as a as kind of a fly that they have to swat with their tail occasionally. Um, but Vance's Shooter Supply, um, Allen Creek Drive, uh, Cooking Cleveland Avenue, they sell safes. They sell Liberty safes, more importantly. Liberty safes are a great brand. They test the crap out of their stuff. They're overbuilt and probably one of the best values out there in safes. Um, if you need a safe, drive to Vance's Shooter Supplies, Vance Outdoors, uh, wherever, and go talk to them. They have knowledgeable staff that can get you in the right device, um, if it seems like they're upselling you, they probably are, but they should be. You want a safe with a good fire rating, and you want a bigger safe than you think you'll need, or you'll end up buying another one probably sooner than you want to. Uh, it is not an inexpensive investment. Um, it is not something cheap, but it is a good value and something you should have if you own things like firearms and anything valuable because bad people want to take your crap. Um, and then go shoot each other with it so the chief of police can blame us for it. So put your stuff in a good safe. Go to Vance's. Go get one. Lock your stuff up in a good safe. Um, accessories for the safe. Some of the hangers on the doors that let you put smaller items like firearms and documents on the door are pretty cool because they yeah. free up big space in the safe. Uh, oh. Things like the humidifying rods. Or dehumidifying or rods. dehumidifying rods. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, humidifying. <laughs> dehumidifying rods. Um, if your safe has the ability to be plugged in and then you can subsequently plug in dehumidifying rods, uh, things of that nature, those are good ideas. If not, the desiccant pots and the desiccant packs are a good idea. Just make sure you maintain them. You need to PM those on a probably quarterly to every six month basis, depending on where you locate your safe within your house. So anything to add to safes? Um, interior lighting is Oh yeah, really nice. Yeah. Super handy. Um, whether that be like LED rope lights or little clip on lights or something. But depending on where you're safe, again, where it's located um, and how the lighting is, seeing stuff in the back of it can be kind of tricky. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's something I fight with with mine on a regular basis. Um, I moved mine into place, bolted it down before I plugged the power cord into the back of it. <laughs> so we're running battery-operated lighting inside the safe, yeah. which I occasionally forget to turn off. Um, vexing at best. So, yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, and I'll say it one more time. The primary complaint I hear people make about safes after owning them for a while is that they wish they'd bought a bigger safe. Buy the next size or two up if you're going to go buy one. Um, you know, if we go get away from safes, let's talk about elsewhere within your home. Um, we talk to customers on a regular basis and, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw again, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some of these guys under the bus. Um, and, and then I'll explain why, 
Um, we've got a number of the guys, uh, one specific customer of mine who I love to death, good dude, and it, it doesn't sound like there's kids in the house or anything like that. Um, he has a good friend who's former military special forces who's convinced him that he needs to be mo no more than nine feet from a firearm. Um, but you don't store the firearm in the mag, you put the mag someplace else. And by the time the bad guy breaks in, if he finds one of your guns, he won't have found one of the mags and you will have been able to shoot him before he puts a mag and a gun together. Um, that's great. Um, until your friends bring, come over and bring their kids with them or your friends come over and they have a pop too many and they pick up a gun from behind the seat cushion on the couch or something like that. Um, you know, I, I get that mentality. I'm not, I'm not sure what your life experience would be that would take you down a road where, that's the best way to do things. But if it is, you do you, but make sure your house is locked up so that, again, when bad guys break in, they're finding a gun. They can't just come to their local gun store or gun show and pick up a magazine and some bullets and go use it because you're still providing them with a gun that was unsecured at that point. Um, your friends who have children who assume your house is safe to bring their children into or you wouldn't have invited them, when little Jimmy picks up a gun from behind the seat cushion in the couch and is flexing with his clock, um, mommy and daddy won't appreciate that. They won't find it funny. They won't think it's cute because it's not. Um, so be aware of that kind of thing too. Um, if you're an adult and you're, you know, maybe you're single or it's just you and your wife, kids are out of the house, you don't have kids and you're kind of like, well, we can put guns wherever we want in the house. Nobody's going to get a hold of them. Again, that's cool. But bear in mind that buddy who decides to have that one more drink than he should finds that gun. Um, bear in mind your friend's children and, and their, their safety or, or the perception of it, whatever the case may be. So, Yeah, and my take on that, if you're going to keep guns out, keep them loaded, keep them holstered. Yeah. Um, you know, if in the event you need that pistol or that long gun, you need it right now. Um, and you need it right now, which means you're not having time to go look for a mag and load the gun and make it ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so ideas to make it a better world in that regard. Um, you know, we sell a number of products uh, from Hornady uh, and, and from other vendors, uh, the, you know, Gun Vault, etc., that you can hard mount or not, but you can lock up a device like some type of firearm um, at a hard point location. You can bolt it to a wall. Uh, many of these devices have biometric systems that will recognize up to like 40 fingerprints. So if it's you and your spouse, you can put multiple fingerprints in from each hand and be able to open these things at a moment's notice. Um, I am untrusting of things with batteries that don't say Trigicon um, or, or Aimpoint or Holosun on them, uh, maybe Surefire, <laughs> um, you know, that kind of thing. So if it has batteries in it, make sure that you understand the backup modalities for entering that device. Most of them have a keypad type system plus a spare key type system and that type of thing. So, you know, if you're worried about being able to get into them, there are some really good options out there from those companies um, that you can put in someplace in your house. If you don't hard mount that device or the bad guy is significantly sophisticated, they may bring a crowbar and simply pry it off the wall or pry it off the piece of furniture to which you've attached it. That sucks because they're probably going to leave the house with your gun. Um, the positive on that is they're not going to be pointing your gun at you when you come home. Most of those folks are going to take that gun elsewhere um, because, you know, burglarizing someone's home generally has a perceived time constraint. Um, there's the, most people don't do this in a relaxed fashion. They're going to be in and out in five to ten minutes, and they're going to grab what they can and go. So if you can make it easy on them and let them leave with it and not have them pointing it at you when you come home, that's better than 
you know, not having it stolen would be ideal, but not having it pointed at you is still a very good thing. So, you know, if you're looking at some of these devices, you've got rapid entry and you've got some security for you, even if it doesn't necessarily prevent theft, um, which theft is simply a function of time. Anything can be stolen if you have enough time. Any safe can be broken into yeah. or whatever. So, um, so, you know, if you're looking at locating stuff around your house, think about where you spend the most time. Um, easy access from those locations to the storage device and your defensive weapon and go from there. Also bear in mind that that doesn't necessarily have to be a gun vault for a handgun only. Um, you know, the Hornady products, they have a rifle wall lock. Uh, we have a shotgun locking device in the shop uh, that's you know, pretty quick access, uh, different things of that nature. Going back to what Brian said, I still think your best bet's to have your gun on you as you're moving around. I put mine on in the morning and I generally don't take it off till I go to bed at night. Um, you know, so it's always in the same place and I don't have to worry about unauthorized access to it. So, yeah. Uh, one other thing, if you are going to have all of your things in a safe, uh, you should probably have at least one not in the safe so that you can defend yourself while you're getting into the safe. Yeah. And that'll go back to the one on you. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, um, other things to throw in the safe too, um, flashlight, tourniquet, you know, maybe a med kit. So when you go looking at that safe and you go, well, what do I need two guns for? I'm not, you know, Jesse James. I don't need to have a gun in each hand. Uh, utilize the space in that safe to have a known location for a medical kit and a flashlight and, you know, maybe a uh, some type of spare communication device. I don't know if that would be, you know, maybe you have a cheap phone you throw in there in case of emergencies or something like that. Um, even if it doesn't have a cell phone plan, if it's active and works and you dial 911, it'll connect. Yeah, so, another thing know. to put in there is a spare set of keys attached to a chem light that you can throw out the door um, so you can allow the police to let themselves in when they clear your house. Ah, I like Otherwise, that. they're going to kick your door down. Where um, did you hear that? I've never heard that before. I like that. That was actually from a concealed carry class a long okay. time ago. Yeah, very cool. That's that's an interesting little yeah. piece of advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're not going, if you need your house cleared, uh, they're not going to take time to pick the lock. They're just going to kick the door in. Yeah, and, and you want them to. You want them to get in as quickly as possible and come rescue your butt. So, absolutely. Um, along those lines, too, I realize we're getting a little bit off topic. Um, when the police show up and start saying, hey, police, 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 uh, you probably don't want to have a gun in your hand or at least have it pointed anywhere near level. Um, make sure you're ready to comply. Um, make sure you're able to comply. So that's a training conversation. Um, if you've done any kind of scenarios-based work, um, learn how to not shoot the guy with the badge. Um, he's probably your friend. So um, pressing on. Um, vehicles. Yeah. Securing stuff in your vehicle. Uh, this is probably the biggie. Uh, we we have uh, a couple of folks that are customers of ours who who honestly with with some trepidation have shared the idea um, that they you know they leave a firearm in their vehicle on a regular basis. Um, if you have a a safe a gun safe in your vehicle or some kind of hard lockup device in your vehicle and you have an alarm system on your vehicle and you keep your vehicle locked and it's in a secure area. Um, I, I'm still not a huge fan of that because I don't ever want to give the bad guy a nice gun. Um, I'd rather let them work with high points, um, that they pick up off the ground you know, next to the chalk outline. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if you park your car inside a garage that's locked up overnight as part of your house. Okay. Now we're getting into, you keep guns locked up in your house, keep them locked up in your car. Okay. I guess I'm cool with that. Um, but you know, make sure you're being responsible when you're out and about, um, 
we have a customer of ours who kept a handgun um, in the glove box of his vehicle. The glove box was unlocked. Uh, didn't realize that he left the vehicle unlocked one night and came out and the door's ajar on the vehicle. The glove box is open, stuff's on the floor. And he knew immediately his gun was stolen. And this is a guy who's a pretty damn bright guy. Um, he's a pretty smart dude. He just made a bad decision. Um, in his defense, he did notify the police immediately and said, you know, hey, I had a firearm stolen out of my vehicle. I want to let you guys know what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't even about necessarily retrieving the weapon. It was more about letting them know, hey, I apologize, but I just put a gun in the wind. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't be that guy. Um, he, he regrets it to this day. And I'm, I'm quite certain that if you were that person and that gun ended up getting used in a bad situation, if you're a good person, you're probably going to have some regrets about that too. Even though it was a dirt bag who broke into your property and stole your property out of your property. Um, it, it still would be one of those things where you could have done more. Make sure you're doing what you can do. So yeah. And to add to that, um, the criminals, know to look in nice neighborhoods for unlocked cars because they find them all the time. Yep. Uh, particularly calling out places like Bexley, Upper Arlington. The um, Hilliards. The, the Hilliards, the nice parts of Columbus. Yeah. Um, Dublin, the criminals don't necessarily, I mean, sure, they do go looking for unlocked cars in their own neighborhoods, but they particularly target nice neighborhoods because yeah. people feel safe there and they don't feel like they need to lock their car doors. Well, why would you try and steal or from their poor house people? doors sometimes? And exactly. Why that. would you try and steal from poor people? Um, you know, there's a reality check there. That's why bad guys leave their neighborhoods and go to other ones. Um, you know, I don't know if you know if any of you guys follow uh, Greg Elifritz on social media. Uh, Greg posts some information for the department that he works in for the municipality that he works in. Um, uh, on, a, on an annual basis talking about how bad guys gain access to vehicles and homes. And, and his, I, I, you go read it. It's, in, it's phenomenally good information that's just a reminder to, hey, lock your damn door. Um, don't leave crap laying in your car. Don't, you know, if, you know, don't leave charging devices or bases for GPSs or phone holders and stuff like that in your vehicle out in the open. Don't leave a purse in your car or a backpack or a, even better, a bag that looks like a computer bag in your car um, and then beyond that, leave it unlocked. If it's if it's locked and it looks like it's expensive, they'll throw a rock through the windshield. Um, look around your average um, nice neighborhood and see how many steps you have to take to pick up a paving block. Look how far you have to walk to pick up uh, some type of stone somebody is lining a flower garden with to smash the window out and grab it and run, grab that bag and run. But again, the vast majority of time, they don't even have to do that. They just have to lift up on that little lever. They just pull the little lever and, and the heavens open up and free shit falls into their lap. And most of these folks are serving as, uh, you know, maybe not senior NCOs in the free shit army, but they're surely high ranking, um, non, you know, enlisted folks. So, um, yeah. So don't hand shit to the free shit army, please. Um, Devices yeah. for that guy's gun vault makes a number of small storage devices that are ridiculously inexpensive um, to cable up and to put your gun in, cable them around a seat post in your vehicle. Um, again, a, a, a talented or somewhat intelligent criminal, recognizing that's nearly an oxymoron, um, maybe could get that device out of your vehicle before you get back, but they won't be pointing it at you when they get back. They're going to take it somewhere else to open it up, and then they're probably going to go sell the gun for a crack rock or a slap a heroin or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, they're not going to wait around, you know, maybe. Um, but you should have a gun on you anyway, if you can help it. So, um, yeah, so those devices exist, uh, you know, at price range, literally 20 to 40 bucks for a really good quality product. So, you know, stop in and pick something like that, that up or talk to us about it. Um, what else do we want to talk about security wise? Yeah. If you got a, like a, a full size pickup truck or, 
particular models of SUV or like a transit van or one of the Mercedes, like a Sprinter van. Um, there's a company from Idaho called Dekt, D-E-C-K-E-D, um, that makes it a really awesome high-density polyethylene drawer system that goes in the bed of the truck that, that can secure things rather well. Uh, so if you're going on like a camping trip and you're taking long guns, or even just going to the range with long guns and stuff, um, definitely a system worth looking into. Yeah, yeah, for certain. That's actually really the the product's kind of cool too because it doesn't destroy the usage of that vehicle. Um, the deck systems are super super tough, and structurally, you can actually put heavy things on top of them as well. So you're not giving up all that space that you would be with like a some type of other like a truck vault. Yeah, like a truck vault sliding system. Uh, which you can't necessarily put gravel or paving stones or lumber and stuff like that on top of without chewing it up. It's a pretty cool system. I'm actually a little jealous of that. So I, I dig yeah. it. Um, yeah. So guys, when it comes to you know securing your stuff, um, there, there there's not a good reason not to. Um, if you're out there and you're buying you know multiple five hundred or thousand dollar or more guns, uh, if you're buying ammo, you know by the five hundred round ammo can or by the thousand round case and shooting on a regular basis and doing all the things that a lot of us gun folks do, um, you know, dropping, you know, dropping a grand on a safe, um, dropping, you know, literally a hundred or $200 or less on some type of strong secured device that you can mount in place or spending 20, 30 bucks on something for your vehicle to secure your weapon is not an unreasonable expenditure. Um, I, I would like to not give the anti gunners, um, and their ilk, uh, information to use against us even though i still think it's bs it's a bad guy who broke into my property to steal my property um i'd like it was to a bad guy that probably should have been secured in the first place it's a bad guy that probably had a record that it probably should have been in jail that the prosecutors you know probably let go here in the county um under the catch and release thing or was an illegal alien that somebody chose to detain chose not to detain in some sanctuary city somewhere um you know so that type of thing i, I get all that but the reality check is you're still responsible for your crap so Keep it safe, um, and let's, you know, tell the chief to get off our back. So, thanks a bunch, guys. That's that's really all I have. Yeah. Um, add one last thing, um, because we are humans and we are fallible. Uh, education, especially with children, is important when it comes to firearm safety. Um, before you turn into a lorry, uh, I will say <laughs> that we have multiple um, customers with kids whose kids are far better safe gun handlers um, than the vast majority of our adult customers. Um, and these are kids ranging from anywhere from three um, yeah, on up through yeah. you know middle school. Yeah. Um, they can you know execute extremely good trigger discipline that have absolutely no problem obeying the four rules of firearm safety. Uh, so gun proofing your children through education um, is very important for when they're at someone's house who didn't secure their stuff properly. Yeah. Or, you know, a safe door accidentally got left unlocked uh, or whatnot. But please, um, you know, educate your children properly in safe gun handling. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in a household where, you know, most of the guns were loaded all the time and they were behind doors. They were in closets, maybe up high in a closet, um, but that nothing was ever secured and almost everything was always loaded. And I grew up around guns. There was no, there was no forbidden fruit aspect to it. Um, as a kid, if I wanted to shoot a gun, I just asked Dad, "Hey, I want to go shoot a gun," and we would figure out time that weekend and lay it all out. There was no reason to go sneak off and grab a gun and do something stupid with it, um, negligently or not. Um, so you know, yeah, absolutely. 
you know, this is no, to my mind, this is no different than drown proofing your kids. You may not have a pool, but there's probably a creek or a pond nearby and one of your kids' friends probably has a pool. Um, you know, drown proof your kids, you know, um, teach your kids what's safe and what's not. So that, like Brian said, when they go to someone else's house um, or when somebody who comes to your house and doesn't know what they're doing accidentally finds something they shouldn't, um, your kids know, hey, we're not messing with that, you know, because that's dangerous and, and they know what to do. So, um, yeah, good, good addition. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, on that note, thank you for joining us. Um, you can come visit us in the store. We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road, right in front of the Aldi's. Um, you can see us on social media as long as we're allowed to stick around. Uh, we are at Cap City Outfitters on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on the web, um, capcityoutfitters.com. Thanks much, guys.